So how has your week been, buddy? Good, good. good. <laughs> I, that was that was a really that was, that lead in weirded me out right your now. Week been my dude. I'm, I'm not I'm not all right with this energy we've brought in now. The energy of normal friendship where they ask you how you've been. You're like, yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, it's just. It's weird because normally we actually start the show before we talk about our lives. No, no, this is just because we have like no a, is, concept of personal privacy whatsoever. This is just like a us, you know, having a little time before the show. I'm trying to be your friend before I'm your co-host. There shouldn't have to be a difference. <laughs> no. We should be one and the same. We should be BFFC's best friend forever, co-host, brother buddies. This is why anytime we go anywhere, I bust in the door every time going, Whoa, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time, it's time! For a load. Yes, I'm talking about a load. A load of BS! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's Blake Tanner! Oh shit, I knew you were doing the, the opening and I still got caught off guard again. <laughs> hey Scotty Moore, my buddy, my friend, the S. Greetings, my brother. Also, I realized during the intro I forgot to ask if you were recording this, which I hope you are, but it should be fine. Yep. <coughs> oh, you know what? I've been recording since we started the road. Oh, up. that's gonna be a whole lot of editing. So anyways, buddy, uh, you're in hell week, so how is it going? Several times. Well, we're moving, so that's always fun. Half of my everything is packed up and it's going into a pod. Yeah, dude, you know, usually your family don't work this quick. But like t- three weeks ago on BS, you're like, yeah, my mom said we're thinking about moving. And then a week ago, you're like, so we're moving. Hey, you know why? Mm-hmm. Because we found out, like... When we bought this house, the people that sold it, um, and it was through the same uh, real estate company, they had an extra three days to get their stuff out from the time that the contract was signed. Right. Which is what we thought we were going to have, so we thought we were going to be having two weekends to move. Yeah. No, the contract is signed on Friday, um, (laughs) and we have to be gone before Friday. Oh, my boy. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, I have a stack of shit, including my telescope, my sword, um, a bunch of stuff. That's just, I'm just not gonna see it again for over a year. Oh, no. Oh. It's just gonna go into that special little happy pod box, and they're gonna put it away like the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> we have top men working on your sword, Blake Tanner. Wait, who? Top men. <laughs> Well, hey, would you look at... Hey, this kid had a sword. This kid's got a nifty sword. Look at this. Is this three? I'll play with this sword. Are these three alligator heads? Count them, Daryl. One, two, look three. Look at these. 
this kid ain't gonna miss one of these gator heads, is he? He won't miss it. I'm using them to fashion pauldrons for my cosplay for Dragon Con. It's like, wait, what? Oh, shit. It's one of them telescopic gyros. I want to sit on it. <laughs> sit and spin, motherfucker. Sit and spin. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, so, but you're, everything's going fine. Nothing panicky. Oh, sure. Nothing fine. Nothing panicky. Well, hold on. You didn't tell me that one of your nemesis nemeses has been defeated. Um, I did mention that, and the fact that I I have conquered. Um, I have conquered the rodents. Yes. Um, I have captured them, and I have released them humanely thanks to a wonderful use of glue traps and being woken up at 2 a.m. by a, a very strange scratching sound. Now, did you peel them off the glue traps, or did you just release what? them back into nature on the glue traps? Let me let me start from the beginning. Okay. It was about 12.30, maybe, um, a couple nights ago, Friday night. Um, and I'm just in bed, you know, I'm chilling, I'm closing my eyes, I'm getting ready to go to sleep, until I hear... I hear I hear a little bump yeah on the wall and I, I at this point I know who it is I know I know Mr. Mousy's coming knocking and he's probably just running along the walls trying to get from point A to point B he's not going to bother yeah. me until I, I hear a lot of scratching behind my television Oh shit Stuart Little done got himself a motorcycle Yep <laughs> well no he's trying cuz he gotten his poor little back feet stuck on my glue trap Aww. Poor guy. And so I see him, and he looks like the most pitiful thing. Glue traps are real it's... fucked up, I do want to say. Yeah, I will say that I have it like two out of three of getting my, my safely off glue traps. <laughs> please, um, please tell me this was one of the two, Blake. We can't end this arc oh, so depressingly. No, this is fine. This is the last one. Um... And I was able to get him off, but not before staring long uh, for a long time into this little rodent's eyes as he's kind of just stopped moving completely. He's still, he knows that there's a big old, a big old boy <laughs> that's, that might be getting him. He was him. just like, why have you forsaken uh -huh. me? So I start to move the thing out, and he's not all the way on this glue trap. Yeah. So he starts... He starts moving, and he starts, like, scratching. Just getting it. And the next thing I know, I'm on top of my bed. Wait, what? So he escaped? Because... He got no, away! No, he didn't escape. He just scared me. Oh, okay. Very badly, because I don't I do not do well with tiny roads. Oh, we've told the so... frog tale on the podcast. It's okay. <laughs> For some, if it was a frog, I'd be fine. It's just, it's the furry ones that get See, I'm the opposite, my boy. Hold on. Who do you think's scarier, King Kong or Godzilla? I don't know. They both squish you. <laughs> I don't know. I've always kind of thought King Kong's a little bitch, and I love Godzilla. I'm like, Godzilla's the real badass here. <laughs> That's a, that's a point of contention. Now look here, Dwayne. Just because anyway. your albino gorilla friend got turned into a giant one named George. Oh no, I'm just gonna have to get a big old sewer gator. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. 
I'm Dwayne the Rock Johnson. This is my voice for the movie. I have read a lot about that. I've yet to see it. But spoiler alert, and this isn't a spoiler for something ha- that happens, it's a spoiler for something that should happen but didn't. Dwayne does not turn into a giant Dwayne the Rock Johnson to tag team with that albino gorilla in the end. God, I would love just a giant rock movie. Yeah. Do- he doesn't turn he doesn't turn into a giant Dwayne. He turns into a giant <laughs> a rock. Giant actual rock. No, yep. I told you about the weird movie review where he was just like, I didn't know this was based off a game, but okay, I understand. Yeah, enjoy your game uh, for all the millennials who were born after 2001, but people before 2001, we remember 9-11, and some of the things that happened in this film definitely evoke 9-11, like when they take down the Sears Tower, which is very World Trade Center-like, and I was just sitting there like, play the game! Play the game once and you'll understand why they're taking down giant buildings. It's because that's what you do in the game. That is what happens in the game. That is who 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 wrote that review? Uh, Craig Dickhead. I don't know, dude. I can't remember. Craig, Craig, Craig. I don't think it was Craig either, man. That's... Listen here, you old motherfucker. Craig, Craig, Craig. Play play a game every now and again. Yeah, dude, that was get 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 off my fucking dick. And play a game. Craig. <laughs> that was my favorite game when I was a kid. That's what, like, pushed me when no one was like, oh, yeah, I love this game. Everyone's just like, oh, Rampage was a thing. I'm like, no, Rampage is everything. I, that was a fun game. I wanted them to bring back uh, Vern, the fucking big purple alien dude who you turned into. But apparently also, spo- another spoiler for something that does not happen, uh, Vern... Is not in the film either, but apparently in his stead there is a giant rat in space that uh, apparently comes into no part of the plot, like at all. So there's just a giant space rat, like because you know, like it's the weird space thing that shoots onto George, and then he's like, and then he's like, no, I'm a giant yeah. ape. Um, apparently when that thing like gets released from its space pod or whatever. You also see a rat that was on board that got infected, and it was like a giant fucking nasty rat. And I'm just sitting here like, why didn't oh. you bring back the rat? Have the rat- was, Is this like an after credits thing? No, this is, pre- this is pre-credits. This is, it's is... basically showing how the, the Venom symbiote gets to Earth. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. I forgot about the arc where Venom infested a giant rat. Yeah, poor Venom was just like, I'm a rat now. And then the rock had to come and save the day. He's just like, my best friend George has got some black goo on him. And it's my job to save his monkey ass. Let's do this. Oh, Dwayne. I love Dwayne so much. My, imita- so- my imitation of Dwayne is literally just both it's basically like a fisherman trying to show how big his catch was of that day your hands just go up and you're like let me tell you it was this this bit like it just slowly moves in size and that's how you talk Uh like Dwayne the Rock Johnson so anyway I got the mouse off the glue trap I pulled (laughs) him gingerly off and um I got the giant mutated rat from Rampage off of that glue yep. trap. 
And he was he was really nice. He was really nice in the end. Like he didn't want to was... kill, murder, or maim. He just wanted he just wanted a friend. Bro, did you name him? I don't know, like Pete. Pete. Okay. Pete. Yeah, that's a good name. Okay, so Pete. So Pete's out in in nature right now, and is probably probably by a bobcat. I don't know. There's a lot of those little guys out there. He's pro honestly, he may have already found his way back into the house. <laughs> You just no, I love. Uh, you just see on your shoulder, Pete, crawl up slowly, and you're like, "Yeah, he's made. He's definitely made his way back into the house." Uh huh. Son and that's of a when bitch. we cut to black. Yeah. <laughs> then no. you see the title card, Black Mirror. <laughs> this is my favorite episode of Black Mirror. I was thinking that uh, the rat had the perfume that had sprayed on itself and it became a giant mutated rat. Oh man, so uh, we went to see Mick Foley the other day, and we've been in meet and greet situations before, correct? Where you wait yeah. like five hours and you get to spend like two seconds with the person. Yeah. Foley, Foley is the master, and if we, whenever we do live shows, if we do meet and greets, we're following his example, which was quite simply. Pay for your meet and greet. Pay for VIP. But if you pay for VIP, like, we'll meet everybody. But if you pay for VIP, you get to come up early. You get to come up before anyone else. And he spent, like, five minutes with everybody. It was dope as shit. And so I went up and I talked to him for a while about, I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, it was the fact that for one of the uh, auditions I did in college, I auditioned with his Kane Dewey promo, and he was like, well, that's the first time I've heard that, young man. Let me tell you about this. And then he just started going off on, like, this weird celebrity impressionist who did impressions of Morgan Freeman and Schwarzenegger. And then he was just like, who should I make it out to? I'm like, Scotty, thank you, my child. And he's like, all right, you see that S? That's not how normal people do S's. That's how Santa does S's. And I'm like, go on. He's like, when I had, did, had hip surgery, I was down for a while. So I changed the entire way I write. Here, come here. And then he invited my mom over. And it was just like now getting hurt and signing her stuff. And he goes, what's your name? And she, she goes, oh, it's Deborah. She goes, oh, okay, well, I can give you the D just as well as I gave him the yes. And I went, you cannot tell my mom that you're about to give her the D, McFoley. <laughs> At which point, the photographer dropped the camera. He was laughing so hard. It's <laughs> like, yes, I did it. But, dude, Mick was the coolest dude. Like, You know what, Scotty Moore? You... I'm gonna give you the D. Now listen here, Mr. Moore. I can give anyone the D. Anyone. Oh, no, I did do the Rick impression for him. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Rick came with me and talked to Mick for a while. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, big man. Wheeling, dealing, son of a guy. Woo! Oh, so, yeah, they got to catch up. Yeah, Rick and Mick. After, you know, they've had a rivalry for a while, but now I was really happy they got to talk again. It was nice. Oh, good for them. Also, we have a uh, cold open for Fight Boys this week because I definitely had Mick record one for us. So, hell yep. yes. And we should talk about it next week on Fight Boys more in depth because I have some things to say about Mick Foley and Santa Connection. Mick Foley and <laughs> the Foley and Santa Connection. Um... <laughs> We can workshop the name. 
<laughs> we can workshop it. So, you know, I thought I knew how crazy collectors are. No. Because the other day, I was just going on, going through Twitter, minding my Josh damned business, when I come upon a post from Funko, the people who make pops, and they're just oh, like, boy. they're just like, we here at Funko are terribly sorry about the Toucan Sam situation. We did not understand things would go this way. And we deeply apologize to all of the Toucan Sam, the Samiacs um, Sam Maniacs out there. I'm sorry if there is any world where a situation that is called the Toucan Sam situation warrants a tweet. It's over. <laughs> it's over, man. The world's over. No, legitimately, apparently what had happened was they released like a limited time Sam or a Toucan Sam pop. And, you know, like, they only have so many they can make. And so they released them out, and the website kind of crashed at the same time. And so oh, then no. when people started logging back in, they found it to be sold out. So basically, bots and scalpers had taken over and taken everything. And so everyone is complaining, like, Fuck you, Funko! Shit like this is why the real collecting business is dying! Because you're letting all these people do this! How dare you? I'm never buying a pop again. And I just remember, like, I I am not a comment person. But no. I had to break in and be like, y'all know this is a fucking toy bird, right? Uh, you know what? Yeah. Scotty, I would have said, I would have felt the same way as you until I remembered the fact that there were people that got even more incensed about fucking sauce packets. Oh, yeah. Follow your my... nose wherever it goes. No, I won't. Like... I can't follow my nose because Funko won't let me. I, don't know. I followed my nose to McDonald's, but they didn't have any Szechuan sauce. I don't know why Alex... So I pissed on the counter. I don't know why the Alex Jones voice came out complaining to Funko. News <laughs> alert! Today, I logged on to Funko.com to purchase myself... A shiny, let me tell you this, shiny Toucan Sam. And do you know what? It was gone by the time the communists and the gay community came in, swooped up Toucan Sam like they swooped up his beautiful rainbow beak for their own perverted pleasures. The gay community. <laughs> Welcome, okay. AJ Styles. No, um... Speaking of, and this is probably on a more serious note, but have you heard about what's happened to him now? Alex Jones. What happened to old, um, old Alex J? Oh, shit, hold on. I think I did, but I cannot remember it. So, you know how a big thing on his, uh, program is that he denies the fact that the Sandy Hook shooting oh, ever that's took right. place. He, he doubled back on Sandy Hook. Yes, because he's currently being sued for defamation by the parents of several of the children who died at Sandy Hook. And so now he's basically had to come out and say, oh no, I just do that. It's the same defense he did when he tried to keep his kids and when he lost custody of his kids. Dude, I just realized we can say whatever the fuck we want. 
We can just be like it was a character for the Load of BS podcast. Well, no, because it doesn't work. Look, around episode 72 or so, there was an extreme character reboot for both Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, where they just became ranting psychopaths. Oh, boy, we're bringing that weird energy back again. No, Blake Tanner, this is who I am now. This is my character. Uh, you know, I was I was having a real good time when I thought we'd retired that one. <laughs> he came out on accident. Sometimes <laughs> talking the... about a Funko Pop. The voices just uh, happened, Blake. I hear voices in my head. They talk to uh, me. They understand. Why? Why did Funkos get popular? Is it the same thing? Like. I maybe just call me old fashioned, but I miss the days of a good old bobblehead. I, well, I think because it would do things. Well, firstly, they do make Funko bobbleheads because my Deadpool is a bobblehead. But I think what it is is they took a very simple design, and essentially, once people are like, "Oh, these are cute," it, it I don't know, and then they were like, and they gave them heads so big that they could never hope to stand up for very long. It depends. I've got a few that I hate that are like that. Joy from Inside Out is a bitch because she keeps falling over. But yeah, I think it's just because, like, they became a company that was really good at finding intellectual property and being able to buy or, like, use intellectual property on their stuff. And so, like, I I think that's why it was. Because, like, a supernatural articulated action figure that was, like, 16 inches tall or something like that, like, that would end up costing you, like, 25 bucks to get custom-made. Whereas a pop, since it's kind of got the same mold for most of the characters, you're not going to be spending as much. So that's got to be where their overhead is. Welcome to Business Talk with the BS, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Where we analyze... It's all about about finding the simplest things that people will pay for. If if I've learned anything going to business school... Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I am currently staring at a shelf of easily 20 Funko Pops right now. If not more. Uh, The thing is, at least... I can at least uh, appreciate the fact that, for the most part, they're not advertising these as... Funko Pops, they're going to appreciate in value. It's an investment. Oh, yeah, pulling the Beanie Baby bullshit? Yeah, no. Pulling the the Beanie Baby. Yeah. So, Blake, I want... I hate to interrupt. I do want to introduce a new segment on the show this week. Okay. And it is a segment, I think, designed for me and you specifically. And it it is a segment called, Do You Know Who I Am? And all it is, is me and you are both equally terrified of confrontation. (laughs) But I'm sure we wouldn't mind it if we didn't have to deal with the other person confronting back. That is true. Which is why I am giving you, if you have a grievance you want to air, feel free. But I want to bring mine to the table first. Because I went to the fucking Pizza Hut today, Blake Tanter. Don't ever call me that again. (laughs) Blake Tanter, my favorite boy. And I had one simple request for this one. A simple request. And it was the seasoning for the breadsticks. You know, that goes on them boys. 
Just give me a little bit extra in a cup. I put it on my pizza. It's delicious. And this girl stares at me like, I'm sorry. What do you? I don't. You mean Parmesan cheese? And I'm just staring like, okay. I, there is cheese in this seasoning. Maybe she'll like go back and get it. She'll understand what I'm talking about. No, instead she just reaches over, grabs a handful, and throws them in the car at me. At which point, all I can think... So, wait, wait, she tossed them at you. <laughs> no! Kind of. I wish she... No, if she did. If she did, I wouldn't have been done what I actually did, which was be like, Oh, good, that's what I requested. Yes, thank you. And then shotgunned a bunch of Parmesan packets on the way home as if they would somehow give me the calm that I needed in that moment instead of looking her in the face and just being like, no, bitch, no, not, not Parmesan cheese. Give me the real shit, the shit that I crave. Let me open this box. You know what you're going to see on it? Not Parmesan cheese. It's called Hut Favorite Seasoning. I know that shit. Do you know who the fuck I am? I am the Pizza Hut master. I am the king of Pizza Hut. I could say Hut Favorite Seasoning. You wouldn't know what the fuck I'm saying. But no, I'm bringing my hot favorite seasoning. Give it. But no, instead, I got my Parmesan packets and that was it. And I had to sadly drink them on the way home. Okay. I feel you. Now don't it's say just... I can't don't say I can't do this because I have gotten hot favorite seasoning multiple times in a little plus. No, no, it's a it's a thing. It's just, and it's not even. It's not even the situation itself. It's, it's just what you did with the parmesan that gets me. <laughs> Where instead of being like fuck, I guess I'll use this on the pizza. Instead, I just opened multiple packs and we're like, no, just no. Like, I I'm so incensed right now. I don't even want to see these. But when I get home. <laughs> Can I just say my favorite is the fact that this woman heard the word seasoning and thought, yeah, cheese. Parmesan. <laughs> cheese is my favorite seasoning. Uh, well, look, 11 herbs and spices and cheese. Cheese is always in season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Jesus, please us. So Blake Tanner... Do you know what does please me, though? Oh, that's Go not a good lead-in. That's not. No. But all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can go to support these good BS boys right here. And we got perks for you. We got the official BS Network Discord where you can hop on, hang out with me and Blake, chat it up, do all that. And then, of course... You get shouted out every single week on a load of BS like the Patreon Saint, Deborah Moore, like Scott Moore, Alvis Edgehart, Miss Jenny Side, all of the favorites. And of course, if you want to join them, ladies and gentlemen, just donate over on Patreon.com slash a load of BS. So, Blake, I made a mistake. <laughs> God, this is... Oh, we're not doing too well this week, are we? I made an error. <laughs> What happened? Well, you know, my day of sin 
came because yeah. because I well, we went to our Disney bar crawl and it started out fantastically. Went to the vortex beforehand. Uh, I was wearing a Lisa Frank hoodie, and everyone loved that. I got re- Lisa Frank stickers from the waitress, and that's when drink one happened, where I had something, man. Oh, as that's the- <laughs> never how you start out a story. I had something. And so then we go to the bar crawl, and I don't you've never done a bar crawl, have you? Uh, I have gone to several different bars in one night. <laughs> well, if you're not with a group, and if you're only, like, kind of alone, like me and Emily were alone, it gets real sad real quick when you're just like, wow, it's like we're just going to a bunch of really busy bars. That's it. And so, um, luckily the bar we were at, I got us VIP tickets, which meant we got free bu- free beer from that bar, so that took care of Emily. Meanwhile, oh, I'm, I'm just sitting here like, I just need something with ginger beer in it. Please give it to me. So I'm sitting there like that, and then I look over, and uh, my homeboy is what I eventually came to know him as. My homeboy, Star-Lord, was there, and he was just like, hey, man, what's up? Let's talk! And so me and him started oh, talking cool, for a cool, Chris Pratt? Yeah, and he had, I'm like, glad. a group of five people, and I'm like, oh, thank God. I have Star-Lord with me. Now I'm good. I've got the Star Lords. And so then we go to the second bar. And the second bar was fine. Like, we just had our free shot. I think I had, like, three Kentucky Mules, which may have been an error, I guess. And then went to, after that, the third bar, which was the dopest bar, because it had, like, an open dance floor. But I don't know if it was meant for dancing or if they just hadn't put out more tables at this point. Of course. And they also had my favorite invention of the 21st century, which is a Touch Tunes jukebox. God damn it, no. I love the Touch Tunes jukebox because it makes me feel like a wizard. Because I can control it from my phone. So I can be like, hey, you guys like uh, Tom Jones? Click, Tom Jones is playing. And I'm like, yeah, I did that to you. The number of times we have been in a Waffle House really <laughs> late at night. Yeah. With a Touch Tunes jukebox. Just doing the most horrible things. I told you about the time that I was on a date with a girl and I used it, but she didn't know. Like, she had just gotten done. She was a country girl, too, so she was a little slow. And she had just gotten done talking to me about just like, I love this song. It's so good. I wish I could listen to it right now. And she's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to the bathroom. Then I started playing it. And when she comes out, she's like, how did this happen? And I'm like, I'm a wizard. And I refuse to tell her how I did it, even though she could look at the machine for two seconds and figure it out. (coughs) She was like, my God, I'm dating Harry Potter. Fantastic. Harry Potter. So, anyways, I abused that fucking machine because I loaded up, uh, I think, $10 onto it. At which point, I just vomited Nickelback onto it. And at this point, we're in a group of, like, 15 people. I have made friends. I have established myself as a cool boy. And then I'm through a standing line. The clubs will never get in. Just bleh. 
At which point, I kind of looked at the group immediately and apologized, and they're like, you got Star-Lord here, man, play something for fucking Guardians. Or, and then they made reference to that John Mulaney bit where he played It's Not Unusual, or no, What's a New Pussycat multiple times in a row. Yep. At which point I was like, okay, fine. So I loaded up some Guardians and I played What's a New Pussycat. We all started dancing. It was a great time. It was fantastic. Now here is where the night starts to disappear. <laughs> and oh, no. it becomes just flashes of memory. <laughs> because I think I had two... Uh, more ginger mule or ginger mules, uh, Kentucky mules there. So I'm up to uh, eight, which is past my normal limit. And also during BS Lent, so I should have already been taking it easy. And so, um. You alright, buddy? It sounds like you're having some flashbacks. No, that's from the Pizza Hut from earlier. <laughs> or possibly all of that cheesy seasoning I ingested. So, uh, then we went to the car because they gave us shirts which by the way where the fuck is my shirt <laughs> that is another question i don't know where the shirt went uh, oh i thought you were just saying by the i'm not wearing a shirt what happened <laughs> no 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 but yes <laughs> but no so we went back to the car and that's when i remembered that i still have my u.s championship belt that I wore when I cosplayed as Macho Man for that Ready Player One thing in the back of her van. And I just looked at it and was like, well, this is mine now. Put it over my shoulder. And the rest of the night was spent with that belt on, which I'm extremely proud of myself for somehow not losing it. Because this is... You know, copy on that. this This is the point of the night where I went away and some other individual took over. Because we went, we went to another bar at this point. Like Because you got a free shot at every bar. Went to the next bar, got our free shot, and we are like, it's way too busy and way too professional here. We need to leave. Went back to the original bar at this point. And at that point, I was gone to the point where I was watching hockey and cheering for a game no one was watching. So I was just... I don't even know who was playing, Blake. I think I might have been cheering the Blackhawks, and the Blackhawks were not playing. I was just like, get it! Go! Oh, no. Oh, shit, I forgot about our uh, our special stop as well, because we also stopped at the CVS Pharmacy. And I just remember seeing, you know, like the little Thai Beanie Babies that are shaped like a cylinder? Like, yeah. Yeah. I found those, and I bought four of them for, apparently, I did not care how much they cost at the time, but it ended up being, like, 20 bucks for all these Beanie Babies I bought. Well, they're a good investment, well, they, so they're, fine. <laughs> they're a good investment for my future. And so I ran back into the bar that we went to, and I just started throwing Beanie Babies at people. And then for the rest of the night, me and Star-Lord, anytime we hung out, we talked in Brooklyn accents and made our Beanie Babies kiss, and I don't know what that was all about. And I cannot give you a verifiable count of how many drinks I had at this last bar. I don't know if it was that many. Then... Well, you can always look at your credit card history. Oh, I did. Well, no, no, no. It's bad because the first two bars, I said I would get the bill. The last two bars, Emily got the bill. 
and I don't want to look um, at her credit card history because I don't want to feel bad. Um, oh. Now, here's where the night gets really bad because apparently we went... This is the third time you have said that. Okay, this is where... <laughs> now, now, this is when the night really takes a turn. This is when things start to get real rough. Well, you know the John Mulaney bit where he's talking about, like, uh, where he's talking about blacking out drinking, and he's just like, yeah, it's kind of just like your brain goes to sleep and your body's just, like, uh, gets all eye of the tiger and pushes on. That's what happened at this point. And apparently in the middle of that, we went to an Italian, re- a very nice Italian restaurant from what the photos look like. And got really delicious cheese bread. I remember the cheese bread. And apparently got a whole pizza that by the time it came, I was just like, nah, we're out. And so then we leave. See, I could never pass off as functional in any way once I blacked out. You have seen me one of, like, the only two or three times I've ever gotten blackout drunk. Oh, Blake, believe me, trust me, by the time I got to the car, I was crying. I don't know why. I don't know why. I was angry and crying and sad. And I think at one point I just like was like, call my mom and tell her I'm going to Birmingham because I don't want to be at either of our homes tonight. And I was like, okay. And okay. I don't know where I would have went because I certainly couldn't have found my way to your house, Blake. And you were definitely asleep at this point. It would have been Scotty's in Birmingham. He fell asleep in his car at Oak Mountain. No, it would have been Scotty died because he was blackout drunk and trying to drive. Oh, no, I wasn't going to drive. I was going to Uber. <laughs> okay. The world's longest Uber drive. God damn it. Yeah, that'll be a two, three-hour Uber. $2,000. Okay. It's alright, I'll put it on my girlfriend's credit Can card. Can you Uber me to Disney World? Just Uber me to Disney World. Sir, that will be a $5,000 fee. Do I look like I care? No. What would be cheaper? Hey. To do a one trip, a, a, a long eight hour trip Uber, or Uber from like here to Atlanta, then Uber from Atlanta to like a small city at the bottom of Georgia, and just keep taking these small... Didn't Shia LaBeouf do that? Holy shit. You'd have to... Holy shit. You'd have to find a place with really good Uber infrastructure. Oh, yeah, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Hold on, didn't... Straight up, I think Shia LaBeouf did this, dude. It was either Shia LaBeouf or, uh... Not James Hetfield. What's his name? Uh, Green Goblin's pissy son. Oh. What is his name? James Franco. James yeah. Franco. Uh, yeah, one of them apparently was, like, hitchhiking across the country at one time. Yeah, I looked up Shia LaBeouf hit, and, uh, yeah, Shia LaBeouf is hitchhiking across America for art. I'm hoping Well, art- Shia LaBeouf has got that Transformers fuck money. He really does. What? No, apparently what it was, he said, hashtag take me anywhere. So... I think you could just pick up Shia and drop him wherever the fuck you wanted. You could just be like, Shia, I got you, dude. We are going to the Chuck E. Cheese. See, I hear him do things like this, and it makes me feel like that Shia LaBeouf musical special is more truth than (laughs) falsehood. 
Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. At the Chuck E. Cheese is Shia LaBeouf. Oh, he's eating kids at Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> eating all their candy. Winning all tickets is Shia LaBeouf. He ripped up Chucky's head at Shia LaBeouf. Shitting down his neck at Shia LaBeouf. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Actual scary Chucky Shia LaBeoufs. So where should we put... Where where would you take Shia LaBeouf if you got to pick him up? Hmm. Well, you know, we'd probably just go to a nice secluded location. And then he would murder you. And then he'd murder me, yeah. Apparently someone he... in chat wants to take Shia LaBeouf across the Korean peninsula, and I'm not sure what that's all about. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird thing that's to da- say. That's not good. Um, I don't know, dude... The more I think about it, the more dope I think it would be to straight up take Shia LaBeouf to a Chuck E. Cheese. Because, like, I'm not the celebrity. Shy is the celebrity, so he's going to have to deal with what I fucking give him. Shy is going to have yeah. to be the one who deals with the kids being like, is that Transformers, man, Shia LaBeouf? Of course, I don't even know how many kids would notice who Shia LaBeouf is. Can we tweet Shia LaBeouf, yo, dog, how often you get recognized? I feel like I would, would love now. that. I feel like he would now. Yeah. Like, because of the do it and because of, like, all of the weird shit Shy has gotten into. That is true. 4chan's violent attacks against Shia LaBeouf may be the greatest war our nation has ever known. The war <laughs> the of... The great Sh- war against Shia. The great war of Shia <laughs> Oh, uh, according to... I don't even know what the... I can't read anything in chat right now. Uh, apparently Shia LaBeouf eats pandas. Which I don't know if, if that's just them trolling, or if Shia... I'm fucking Googling if Shia LaBeouf eats pandas right now. I don't think anybody actually eats pandas. Munching bamboo, it's Shia LaBeouf. Eating on a panda, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Uh, Black and white fur. <laughs> now, Chinese prisoner Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I, I got Shia LaBeouf eating pee, and the first thing is Shia LaBeouf eating popcorn. Oh, no. Well, that's probably what they meant. Yeah, they followed it up with and babies, and I just don't think... Now I think it is a troll comment. Okay, I wonder if there's a list of weird things Shia LaBeouf has done. Um, you know, I bet that there is somewhere out on the internet. I mean, there's no if there's not, dude, I'm gonna go onto some random website and just be like, "Hey, let me write you an article real quick." Not well, never mind. I can't because right here is nine outlandish and weird things Shia LaBeouf has done since getting famous. All right. Threatened Let's see his, what we got. Uh, number nine! Threatened his neighbor with a knife. That's not, oh, That's outlandish. Is, it's not weird. No, that's a, this has already taken a strange turn, hasn't it? Openly talked about sleeping with other people's girlfriends. Actual cuckolder Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Actual cuck Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaCuck. <laughs> Sleeping with my GM. <laughs> Send me that video, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. 
<laughs> uh, throwing dick pics at Shia LaBeouf. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Shia, Shia apparently, according to something he said, did the intercourse with Megan Fox. I call bullshit, though. <laughs> I call a lot of bullshit on that. I just saw a very lovely... Megan Fox fucking Shia LaBeouf. I just saw a lovely headline, and it was why Disney refuses to release a National Treasure 3, and that makes it sound like National Treasure 3 has already been created, and they're just, like, <laughs> holding it. Like We can't. We can't do this. We we made Shia LaBeouf be Nicolas Cage's son. <laughs> uh, he got arrested at a Walgreens for buying multiple uh, Beanie Babies. No. <laughs> and throwing them at people. <laughs> Dropped acid for one of his roles, but I mean, that's just a normal thing. What? Emailed a picture of his penis to Nymphomaniac producers. What? So, apparently for that movie, Nymphomaniac, he just sent a picture of his dick to the producers like, here you go. Yo, I know exactly who you need to star in this movie, and he's right here. It's not me. Just him. Uh-uh. Um, you go, if you want me, you're going to have to pay for both of us. We're got, we are a pa package deal. <laughs> oh. we, uh, he headbutted some dude in a bar. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, these people get us who wrote this article because they just put, put, who instinctively jumps to a headbutt as a means of defense other than Daniel Bryan? <laughs> yeah, they did it! Yes! That's a good, yes, that's yes. a good call. That's a good, that's a good thing. Oh, I forgot about when he wore that bag over his head. Oh, yeah. Alright, and... I think that's it. Okay, there's no way. Cinema Blend, ha oh, it's four years old, so this is before he even buckwilded up, man. Oh, no. Oh, so can we just say a little quick a quick aside, because the, the National Treasure thing made me think about it. We definitely got a new Prince LP to drop. We did it, us personally, because I made the joke about Prince having a giant thing full of music, and then a week later, they're just like, fuck, Scotty, let everyone know. Guess we gotta we release gotta some it. more Prince for everybody. It's it's the same, I, I've noticed that this happens with a lot of, like, creators. Like, I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of books that, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien never released, but, like, all of his stuff was put together, and I think that's how The Similarian was released. I think they've got other books they're going to release from Tolkien. Wouldn't you love if they were, like, real shit, though? This is Lord they of probably the... are, because they didn't craft them into wonderful yeah. epics. This is Lord of the Stuff. I don't know, yep. man. It's pretty good. They did the same... They've done the same thing with... I think they've done the same with Terry Pratchett. Oh, yeah. Dude, what if, like, one of his books was literally just Evil Dead? And they're like, whoa, he wrote it before anyone else did. Damn, Tolkien. That's a, that's a great way for his, for, 
like his family to just get away with releasing books <laughs> that were already Tolkien written. stole Evil Dead. The Tolkien family is now suing Bruce Campbell. <laughs> you ripped off my dead father's non-existent book. I can't believe you, Bruce man. Yeah. But you know what I can believe, Blake? I can believe a pee break. <laughs> well, I can believe about all of our lovely merch over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com. It's the website where you can go and get all your favorite merch. We got the Load of BS anime shirt up there. I don't know if we still have it on the website, but we have this Load of BS Christmas sweater. We release brand new stuff every single month. So if you want some, go get some over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com Well, it's time. Blake Tanner, it is in fact time. We are in the top eight, my baby, and we're determining the film that's gonna go on to more than likely lose <laughs> to nothing but trouble as nothing but trouble just barrel fucks everything on the way to the finals. Of the BS Buckwild movie tournament. <laughs> I mean, yes. Jesus. So this week we have... Uh, you know that we're going to have to watch Nothing But Trouble after like, we finish this round, right? I know, and I'm sorry. Actually, oh. actually you need to be the one to pilot. But this week we have... I've got to say, honestly, my, it might be an easy pick. In my mind, it's an easy pick, but it is All Dogs Go to Heaven versus Grimsby. Never has more opposite films gone up against one another than right now. Yep. The Loving's Tale of a Dog That Dies and Comes to Earth versus fucking elephant semen everywhere. Ooh. Now, fucking elephant now, semen. Now, Blake, I should we just get Grimsby out of the way so you can start your thesis on all dogs? Yeah, I don't know how put together it's going to be, so... Okay. Well, like, for Grimsby, a little bit of a recap. It's the Sasha Baron Cohen movie where he is the brother of a secret agent and fucks stuff up, and he gives uh, Daniel Radcliffe AIDS through a weird gunshot incident where he kills a Palestinian boy. I know. And then after that, it moves on to where they have to, like, stop this crime syndicate. They hide inside an elephant's vagina and then get uh, jizzed on by another elephant. Then uh, I think Daniel Radcliffe gets shot and his blood gives Donald Trump AIDS. Uh, a whole lot of weird stuff happens like that. And it's all set in Britain, and it stars Sasha Baron Cohen. And it's pretty rough. Yep. Now, so. I couldn't find much Buckwild behind the scenes other than, like, how much the people of Grimsby did not like it. They were just like, yeah, I really was not a fan of what you talked about our city for. Um, but Sounds I did, about right. Here are just some quotes, some choice quotes from the film. Uh, this is from Sebastian, who is the MI6 agent. Trust you? 
Because of you, the head of the World Health Organization is dead and Harry Potter has AIDS. You managed to do in three seconds what Voldemort failed to do in eight movies. Uh, oh, here's a fun one. It's an elephant bukkake party. Uh, oh, there's apparently a character named Pedo Pete. And yes, he is a yes, he is a pedophile. Oh, that's good. Um Uh so what else you got? I'm getting stiffer than a pedophile at Legoland. That's another line. It's scum like this that keep the Fast and the Furious franchise alive. Oh god. Um Let's see. Yeah, that's literally the only quotes they have. I'm sending you a um, I'm scared. Of an article that I found on All Dogs Go to Heaven. Okay. I'm trying to see if I can find... Oh, uh, his character in the film, now I'm on the trivia page. His character in the film, Sasha's, was based off Liam Gallagher... Cohen later said, I thought to avoid confrontation by having my hair done exactly like him in my next movie. Uh, apparently he brought back, Sasha brought out Borat in promotion for the film because he was like, this is such a shit show that I need to my wife, my people, into the theaters. Oh. Um... While walking the red carpets for the film, Sasha Baron Cohen wear a lot of Donald J. Trump red and white Republican presidential campaign caps. Uh, Guy Pierce, Clive Owen, Colin Farrell were all considered for the role of the MI6 agent, which was initially cast with Mark Strong. According to the Telegraph newspaper, it seems Farrell turned down the role. I wonder why! Why no. possibly? Um, now this one is just, I want you to imagine the situation because it's my favorite thing. Apparently Eric Idle visited the set for the film on fucking accident. He oh, went, nice. He just went for a walk and ran into the production and Idle and Cohen live next to each other in LA. And he was just like, I guess I'm going to have to be here for this, aren't I? Eric Idle was just like, I went from figment to this. Also, if you want to talk about the Trump campaign and Russia collusion, man, I think the worst thing the Trump campaign did was ruin the fucking promotion for this film because its promotion and marketing was allegedly buried and minimized by the studio so as not to upset the Republican nominee, Donald J. Trump, due to a joke in the movie about him. And by joke, they mean the blood of an AIDS-ridden Daniel Radcliffe flying into his mouth giving him AIDS. So, yeah. Oh, shit. With Sasha Baron Cohen's surreal mind, as co-writer, he dreamed up quite a bit of punishment. One particular day, Sasha fell on me and smashed a bottle over my head repeatedly. Then I was drowned in a car, trapped in a tiny sleeping bag-sized costume. I had a day on the African plain in freezing cold winds, and I was subjected to three days in a small house with his entire family. It wasn't just the character enduring these tasks, it was me. Oh my god. You think fucking, oh god, what's his name? 
the guy who did 2001, Kubrick. You think Kubrick's fucked up. Apparently, Sasha Baron Cohen's the one to really look out for. Hmm. All right. I'm ready for it. Hit me with that. Hit me with that old dogs, baby. Well, I sent you the um, something in the chat because um, this article that I found, which is really, really great. Um, hold on. It's titled, Why All Dogs Go to Heaven is the Most Disturbing Kids Movie Ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there are roughly about 60 points in it that I don't think I could get through on my own. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I'm looking through the, um, through the trivia and stuff, and it's not really a lot of interesting behind-the-scenes um, except for the fact, of course, that I think we needed to address the fact that this was the last film that Judith Barcy, um, the famous young, uh, child voice actress who was murdered by her father. Yeah. Um, that we all Ducky. well know. It's Ducky. Yep. Yep, yep, um, yep. Don Bluth, the director, um, creator of this movie, was so heartbroken over her death that he based all of Anne Marie's design and mannerisms on her Aww. to honor her memory. That's sweet. Yep. Um, also, do you remember the bit that I showed you the first time, the uh, video of Charlie, the main character, hell? in hell? Yeah, yeah. There was another cut scene to that um, where after he died at the end of the movie, he actually goes to hell. Wait, what? So after he does all his good shit, they're just like, yep. nah, boss. Let me, let me break to... down how, yeah, the movie ends. Um, Charlie, finally, after all the horrible things that he does, has a moment where he sacrifices himself to save the little orphan girl Anne's life. Right. And he dies and goes to hell. And <laughs> at the like, end nope, of the now movie... now you're going to hell, bitch. Yep. <laughs> The very end, he apparently gets a quick little visit back to Earth from Hell, where this horrible demon is, like, watching over him. And um, he gets to say goodbye to the little girl. Except for the fact that, nope, Angel Dog comes out of nowhere, banishes the demon, now you're in heaven. Oh, wait, this is the official end of the film? Yeah. Okay, so wait. Did the original one just have him go to hell and then credits? No, I think there was just going to be a longer, like, period of a scene just showing Charlie and hell oh, in between those. Oh, that, dude. No. Oh. Uh, so, this is the thing that I love about All Dogs Go to Heaven. It is what is known as a Southern Gothic film. What? Yep. It takes place in the South. I think it's in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, it's just a very dark themes, a very flawed uh, protagonist mm -hmm. who is basically an asshole. Right. And that's all you need for a Southern Gothic film. I'm going to look up um, Southern Gothic and see what else might appear in this genre. But you can keep um, going. There's um, a lot of Tennessee Williams. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, in the beginning, um, you got this little girl, Anne-Marie, who has been imprisoned uh, by Carface, who is a mobster dog, and Charlie was also a mobster dog. Yeah. 
So it's a bunch of mob dogs. Um, she can talk to animals and she tells Carface what rats are going to win the rat races because that's a fun little thing they do. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, this adorable little orphan girl is being held captive by dogs. A dog that wears a vest and smokes a cigar. And the first thing that you hear her say is asking, Mr. Carface, can I go outside today? Oh, God. Okay, that's the uh, worst thing ever, but okay. Yep. Um, and you think that when um, Charlie sees the horrible position that this girl is in, that he's got, he's, he's the protagonist, he's the main character, he's going to want to save her. No. The only reason he breaks her out of Carface's uh, imprisonment is because he sees dollar signs. He wants to do nothing but use this poor little orphan girl to make money and get back at Carface. And this is a dog. This This is a dog doing this. Yes, this is a dog. This little girl has been kidnapped by a dog. Uh, They also, like... There's a moment where Charlie promises to give her a comfortable, happy life. Yeah. And he's obviously, like, he has an aside where he makes it very clear that he's lying. He does not care what happens. I'm so happy you said that. Because, dude, I thought you were going to take this into a much darker, much more buck-wild situation where this dog (laughs) is like, this young girl will fetch a pretty penny. But then another dog that sounds like Liam Neeson calls in and just like, I don't know what you're doing with my with my owner, but just know I have a very particular set of paws, and I will find you, and I will kill you. Oh, uh, actually, this kid, like, and the kid, the orphan <laughs> kid, she's nothing but, like, a perfect little angel during this whole yeah. thing. She's innocent to a fault. And Charlie is constantly, like, bur- calling her a little brat and shit like that. Fuck, Charlie's an asshole. Charlie is a huge asshole. Once again, this is the main character who, in the beginning of the movie, goes to heaven. Oh, shit, I forgot he went to heaven in the beginning. And then he goes through so much shit that he ends up going to hell. Yep. Oh. They, um, she, there's one scene where they ask her to talk to horses. And, um... This is when you find out that animals can only talk to other animals of the same species. Well, I mean, that does kind of make logical sense. Because we can only yeah. talk to humans. Exactly. And this, that's, kind of, that's kind of cool until a little bit later. Um, Charlie, this is a line that Charlie says to her. Um, because they need to get her new clothes if she ever wants to find parents. Because that's what she wants. She wants to get adopted. Okay. He says, nobody wants a scrawny little doll in rags, kid. Fuck you, Charlie, you asshole. Oh. Uh, yeah. Let's see, she picks the winning horse no matter what, and, um, there's possible? a scene. What? How's that possible for her to pick the winning, she's not a psychic, she can just talk to him. Nope, animals. she talks to him, she found out it was his birthday. That doesn't mean anything! He won. It was his birthday. He won. It's Happy birthday. my birthday. Vote for me. Uh, also, this is when you get to see that um, the dogs can use power tools. <laughs> also, Carface has a ray gun at some point, and he tries Whoa! to shoot Charlie. 
Whoa, you can't just throw in a fucking ray gun in the middle of this, Blake. Um, there's a scene where, like, you see Carface really, really wanting to shoot Charlie with this new ray gun that he's got. Yeah. And his face turns evil and he grows a mustache for no reason. Well, hold on. Is it like old school Tex Avery cartoons where he, like, turns towards the camera is like, meh, and then uh, mustache? It's much more sinister. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Um, yeah, he actually does end up, like, do you know, he kind of just goes real, real hog wild shooting Charlie with this ray gun at one point. And this is when you find out that Charlie is now immortal as long as his watch is ticking. Wait, what? Because this ray gun is apparently built to kill and he gets shot several times in the chest. Blake, on a scale of one which would be John Wick to I can't think of any other more dead dog movies. Um... Okay, on a scale of 1, which is John Wick, to 10, which is 101 Dalmatians and a nuclear bomb, what, what is the level of dog murder in this film? Um, Charlie is the only dog that you see killed, I believe. Okay. And, um, did I, I told you how that happens, right? They get him drunk? Yeah, he gets into, he gets into a drunk driving accident. Well, it's kind of like that, except instead of that... Um, they put him at the bottom of a ramp oh, near shit. the river, and they push a car at him. <laughs> they hit him with a car. They hit him with a car. Most convoluted fucking way to kill someone, but yep. yeah, I'm down with it. Oh, by the way, when this kid does find, like, parents who want to adopt her, mm -hmm. do you know what this motherfucker Charlie B. Barkin does? He goes up, he finds their house, and he steals the girl back. And he fucks the mom. He cucks fucks the mom. By fucking Real the mom good. In front of him. He takes her back to these horrible conditions. She gets sick. Yeah. And he does not take her to a doctor. Uh, so that's what Gandhi did, too. Yeah. Barbara Bush. Exactly. Until he got sick. And then Gandhi was like, I will take all the medicine. <laughs> Hold on, a uh, little bit of a, a quick aside. Can we just give a BS salute to Barbara Bush for going out like a true boss-ass bitch? What'd she do? Oh, do you not know about this? I mean, I know she passed away, but... No, dude, the night of her, like, passing, they were just like, Here, Miss Bush, have some more of your medicine. And she was like, I'm good. And then she opened a bottle of bourbon and drank a glass of bourbon instead of taking her medication. Fuck yes, Barbara Bush. Well, that's yep, that's how you do it. That's how you do it right there. Surrounded by her friends and family drinking bourbon. Yes. Um. Now, to just finish this out, because I'm running a little bit long, I want to show you the Gator video. Is every fucking one time we do this gonna have some <laughs> have a little preview of the film? Oh yes. Now, okay, I'm seeing the phrase "Let's make music together," which is terrifying. Oh, don't you just wait, baby? Okay, so let's go. Like a taste in New Orleans. Tea. Okay, I'm seeing Dr. Facilier is a fucking gator. No! Yep. Don't eat it, please! 
and baby Snow White. Whoa! Whoa! Put the, get the baby out of your- Oh wait, no, that's the dog! Get the dog out of your mouth! Nope. If you didn't notice, they are sitting on a pile of bones of the Gator's victims. Oh, is that his watch? Or his clock? Yep. Oh my god, I forgot how adorable and childlike Ducky's voice is. Yeah. Oh, what do you call that voice, little fella? That a baritone or a tenor? It's uh. Oh, I don't care. It's just you. I love this. This gator is probably one of the best, like, parts of this movie. This is so charming. I mean, you've, we've been talking about dog murder this whole time, but this is really nice. Yep. It's also weird as fuck. He puts on. A bonnet. Yeah, he does go into gator drag. He is a dra uh, drag gator. Drag gator. The gator drag queen. Um, at the end, this gator comes in and saves everyone because he eats car face. Oh, so he is like the uh, old old man from Home Alone. Yes. Situation. Except a, an alligator, and he saves them by eating the bad guy. Oh, dude, this guy's got some Cirque du Soleil shit going on, man. Mm -hmm. Wait, I just didn't notice. Where'd all the bones go? Doesn't matter. We're in a circus now. Fuck your bones. Now, does this, like, please, is this a fantasy and then it goes back and they're swimming in bones? No, it just kind of ends. They <laughs> swim out of the tunnel. <laughs> This is also at the point where Charlie's actually started to care about the little girl. Oh, okay. As you can tell by how he, uh, how he sings for her. Yep. And they're going off to Nolans. Let's go to Nolans now. Oh. That's sweet. I love this movie. I care also, about, I care about you so much, I'ma fuck this gator for you. Uh, just if it's gonna make us safe, it's all good, baby. We'll make you safe, baby. Let me fuck this gator. Yep. I mean, Blake, it... Last week was a very hard choice, but this week... You firmly brought that thunder, and the demon Grimsby needed to be slain, and it was slain by a dog fucking a gator. <laughs> you know that's what that gator wanted. Yeah, that's exactly what that gator wants, man. Matter of fact, you can take all your shit. Grimsby just got chomped on by the gator. I mean, the, uh, to be fair, Grimsby did uh, feature quite a bit of animal fucking as well, but not in a good way. It was just two bros chilling out in an elephant vagine. Yeah. Just too This, bro. of course, the reason I, I, I'm so happy now is because I don't have to watch Grimsby. I, oh, oh shit, that's a point. That may skew our answers at some point during this, which is just the concept of, oh, oh no, we have to watch this movie now. I'm, oh, I'm good so far. Yeah, yeah, you're like, nothing but trouble, all dogs go to heaven, we're good, baby, we got this. Wait, which one is Bad Lieutenant going up against? Because I really want to watch Bad Lieutenant again. Oh shit, I can't remember what Bad Lieutenant is up against. Um, 
I'll t it's probably going to win. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Unless it, I don't think it's going up against Space Jam. I think Space Jam is going up against um, what was my other one I had that I that won? Despicable Me Three. Yeah, I think it's Space Jam versus Despicable Me Three, and I think that's next week. So guys, make sure to tune in to check that one out, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds good. So Blake, what did you learn this week? I learned that. Really, all you need is to fuck a gator. All you gotta do is fuck a gator, baby. And I learned that if there was a Liam Neeson dog kidnapping movie, it would be called mm, Take It, Take It, Take It, Take It, Take It, Take It! Oh, I also learned that um, Shia LaBeouf got arrested for throwing cylindrical beanie babies. Oh, yeah. To me, I came up with that taken joke during your pitch, and I was like, I've already interrupted him enough. I cannot do it just for this dumb taken joke. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it! Also, uh, what, what's up, Patreon, or patron, beautiful patron, Alvis Edgehart, joining us in the chat. What's up, Alvis? Yeah, sorry, I cannot see the chat where we're watching, watching Gator fucking. So, yeah, uh, Blake, where can they find you? On the internet, you my brother. Um, you probably won't be able to find me for a little while because I'm not going to have internet. Yep. Um, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can also find me um, at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And you can buy all my books on Amazon. Queasel Corp, Queasel Corp Risen next week. Whenever our next episode drops is also going to be the day where Queasel Corp Revelations drops. So make sure to pick that up, ladies and gentlemen. And then, of course, make sure to check me out on Instagram. I just started a brand new Instagram page for all my designs I do for the BS Network. All my graphic design stuff, all that weird bullshit I do. If you like that, make sure to find me on Instagram at Snickety Limit Designs. I finally found a place to use Snickety Limit, and I'm happy. That's good. Yeah, S N I K no fuck S N I C K E T Y limit designs. <laughs> Snickety limit. Uh, mm. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out all of our older episodes online at a load of pure BS dot com, and to check out all the other other other, other amazing BS network products wherever good podcasts are sold. There's Fight Boys, our pro wrestling podcast, Opposite Attractions, the show where me and my buddy Jim Murphy built our own theme park. We're closing up season two this week. We're going to start on season three two three soon. We're really excited for that, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, you can. Find us at a load of pure BS.com. Buy the merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. And remember, you can find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes. And we will see you next week. <laughs>